get more out of life. I've learned a lot in the last five years, and today I'm going to show you the skills you need to survive. What I'm saying is there's a possibility that there may be new ideas and new ways never explored by anyone because so many people are used to copying each other and don't have the confidence to try anything new that there may be ways that will leave all these techniques we've been learning in the dust. There's all kinds of styles of writing, all kinds of styles, and people respond to all different types of styles of writing. I mean, writing is nothing but, in my opinion, it's just it's a form of communication. It just happens to be on a page in the form of words. Yeah, it's just getting thoughts and expressions and ideas and a message across to somebody. I think some of the stuff I read in, in the copywriting courses, everyone's copying everybody. They're just spewing out the stuff they learned from the guy before. There's very little original stuff, if you think about it. Right. And what if all these guys are wrong? All the same stuff we've been studying over and over again in all the courses, some of it definitely is impactful and definitely applicable, like with headlines. I mean, there's some important stuff, but you think about a piece can make a lot of money just with like a 1% response or a 2% response, but what if there's a whole other way to do writing and copywriting that you can generate 20, 30, 40% response? Mm -hmm. I mean, why aren't 99% of the people responding to your letter? Right. It's a combination, too, of not only your writing, but the, the marketing that you put behind the writing. You know, where, where is your uh, writing placed on the marketplace? What kind of advertising are you doing? How are you marketing that brochure, that sales piece, and that contributes to the response as well? It's not just the writing. If you don't market that marketing piece the right way, it's going to cut your response way down, too. That's true. I mean, there's a lot of aspects to it. I think what I'm just trying to say is you've studied a lot of the same stuff I've studied. We've both read a lot of the rehashes, and you read over and over the same stuff just spewed out in different ways. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is there's a possibility that there may be new ideas and new ways never explored by anyone because so many people are used to copying each other and don't have the confidence to try anything new that there may be ways that will leave all these techniques we've been learning in the dust. That very well could be. The more I study, I always have that lingering thought actually in the back of my mind that I might be covering up some of my original thoughts over these rehash thoughts. You know, kind of like schooling will sometimes stifle your creativity. It gets suppressed. You believe that your creativity or your ideas aren't as valuable as what you're reading or studying and you discount them. When in fact, you may be totally wrong. Right, because I'm not published or I haven't written a book, but I'm reading one by somebody who's written a book and then is such a so-called expert, and I'm thinking, well, he knows what he's doing more than I do, and that might not be the case. It's just because you're reading a book, because you have learned somewhere in your career or your life that anyone who writes a book is an expert. And that's what's so great about being published, because it does position you as an expert. People see that I have a website and that I have all these marketing seminars, and you may perceive me as an expert more than I really am. Is writing your passion? It certainly seems to be. What's your background? You're in Minnesota? I'm in Minnesota. I have a very diverse background. I uh, did a lot of job hunting over the years, accounting and customer service, truck driving, delivery. 
I haven't had a chance to really use my uh, copywriting skills except in my own businesses, which were um, more on a part-time basis than full-time. It seemed to me that I spent the majority of my time writing copy for my products and services. I got some decent response and results from, from that writing, and I didn't really realize that there was actually a copywriting profession years ago. I wish I would have known because maybe this whole process would have been hastened uh, several years. How old are you? I'm 40. You're only 40. <laughs> you got a lot of years left on you to do it. Well, especially something like copywriting. It's something you can do for you know, well into your uh, old age. It's a great profession. It's in such demand. So many people just are afraid to write and don't know how to write and just are too lazy to learn. You are in big demand. And when you get really good, I mean, you'll be untouchable, basically. Because you're well, I, well, I see what the big market is with small businesses because these corporations, they all have advertising people or departments and they do a lot of hiring freelance, but these small business people, they don't have the budgets and they don't have uh, even the knowledge of copywriting. You see it every day in your local paper and all the, the poor ads and poor letters that are written and brochures and that. And I don't think that's much of an exploited market, maybe because they think there's not a, enough money in there to pay for marketing and advertising. You could look at trade publications or magazines where you see ads or newspaper ads anywhere in your local community. And usually the phone number's on there and you could have you or a girl call these people up and say, hey, I'm looking at your ad here. I'm a writer and i got a couple ideas that I think could double the response to your ad if you're interested. And if you call 20, 30 people a day, I'm sure you can pull in three, four jobs a day. What I want to do is take a person's brochure or letter or flyer or display ad that I've seen and make a couple corrections on it and mm -hmm. send this with a letter explaining that I've made these corrections and they should increase your response. If you want a completely redone marketing piece, to, to contact me. Absolutely. You should have no problem making a fine living doing just that one technique. Just that one thing. You could build do, your... do you really think my work is... I think what, what do you think of it? I think it's fine. I read through some stuff. I'm a guy who's real big on specifics. Now, I didn't critique every single thing. It's good. It communicates pretty decently. I'm looking at one piece. Some of it seemed a little confusing. Like you did. Some of it didn't seem like you explained it in enough detail, like specifics. I may be wrong. Let's see. You can get more repeat customers and save $100 without spending a dime. This is the one with the $100 bill on it. This headline's confusing to me. I see a $100 bill and I read this. You can get more repeat customers and save $100 without spending a dime. Maybe identifying the business owners like retailers. Now you can get more repeat customers or hair salon. Maybe identifying who is this message going to right in the headline. I don't want to sit here and critique your stuff because I, I think overall it's great. And some of the stuff you had mentioned was older stuff. Well, yeah, most of that is stuff that I wrote before I started studying about Yeah, that. I mean, we're talking about stuff that w before you even really got serious, so it, it looks great. That one you just mentioned, I actually mailed that to uh, the specific target business owners that it was aiming for, so uh, um, I guess that's probably why I didn't put it in the headline. Yeah, you're probably right. There's a lot I mailed of it right to them. No, your writing looks great. you got the dollar bill letter. You're using headlines. You're using TSs. You're, it's easy to read. It's spaced out nice on the page. Your underlining is great. It's direct to the point. It's, not, it's better than 99% of the others out there. And you know, I use the, under, 
the underlining and the typewritten page too is because I, I didn't know about word processing. That's so many years ago that was where I had to underline rather than bold because I was using a typewriter. I see, I see. <laughs> no, it looks great. It really does. I think you've got the skills right there. Sometimes all you need is just a dose of confidence. Yeah, I, I kind of lack in that. Uh, I dwell too much on past business failures and I'm being burdened by the past just when it comes to that. I talk to a lot of people like that. I really do. The past has nothing to do with today. Just doesn't. It's history. Mm-hmm. And I know that sometimes it's easier thinking about the past and failures and stuff, but the bottom line is there's not one company out there that didn't have failures. If you're not willing to fail, you just it ain't going to happen. That is a prerequisite for success in anything. A lot of people don't know that. They think if they fail, they're a loser and that they're not doing it right. But the bottom line is you have to pay your dues. you got to fail. you got to be willing to stick it out and get back up, try again. I've got a great audio interview on my website with this guy named Mr. X. He's a multi-multi-millionaire, and he talks about his failures. I think he's a Vietnamese guy. I'm not exactly sure where he's from, but he's a multi-millionaire in some big radio cellular phone technology. And you can listen to the interview, and he's got some great philosophies. Just for your note, if you want to check that audio clip out. you got to fail. Business is a lot just attitude and confidence. If you say you're an expert, you're an expert. Who's to say you're not? What's the difference between a lawyer that charges 100 bucks an hour and one that charges 500 Sometimes it's a skill, but sometimes it's just a lack of confidence. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What's the difference between a marketing consultant who charges 50 bucks an hour and one who charges 1000 bucks an hour? Mm-hmm. If a guy's made companies big money, he knows he's worth 1000 Right. And if he believes it, the next time he talks to a guy and says, I'm 1000 bucks an hour, he says it with conviction because he knows he's worth 1000 and that comes across to the other guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to get some testimonials under your belt. Get some clients. You can do some clients. You charge peanuts, but get some good stories under your belt, some testimonials. That's thing. And that shouldn't be hard to do. There was one thing I wanted to ask you, being that you're in uh, marketing and the copywriting business, and that is I want to kind of focus on small businesses, and I want to do their copywriting, but I also know that copywriting is tied in with design and with marketing. I'm not familiar with design, you know, and using Quark Express or the Macintosh to create the design or the layout of brochures. I separate the two. Copywriting is not part of design or graphic design. There are graphic designers who are designers, and there are copywriters who are the wordsmiths. You are a copywriter. You're the guy who puts the words into an order. You shouldn't be concerned with being a graphic designer because it doesn't have anything to do with being a copywriter. Okay, but then how, how do you go for the small business market when the mom and pop is thinking uh, well, what, brochure well, and you're, I you're, a brochure? Forget brochure. A letter, a sales letter, is much more effective than a brochure. You think so? Absolutely. When you get a brochure in the mail, those three-color folded brochures, what are you going to read? A, a letter that's typed out that looks like it's hand-typed and personally signed and personally addressed in a number 10 white envelope with a stamp on it or some piece of junk mail with the trifold brochure? You're right about that. I know it, uh, the letter is more personalized and the brochure is, uh, everybody thinks, well, there's thousands of these they printed out. and Brochures are losers as far as communicating. That's called institutional advertising. That's 
pushed by printers, four-color printers who make money on four-color printing. What's a brochure offer with pretty pictures and designs and curly cues that a letter, a white piece of paper with words on it won't offer? It's not the look, it's the words. I'm really glad I asked you that question then because you gave, a, you gave me a really good answer there. I was really torn between, and I spent many hours thinking about this along with a graphic artist friend. Should we go into business together? Because I know that a small business person, if I just offer copywriting, sure, I can do a, a letter, and I can maybe do a flyer that doesn't have any intense layout or graphics on it. But when it comes to a brochure... I'm going to have to get together with a graphics person then. If you're in a situation where this your client absolutely wants his brochure rewritten or whatever, you team up with a graphic artist. Do you have a, a graphic artist friend? Yes. So you let them do the graphic arts and you focus on your skill, which is the words. Writing the words, that's it. You have a headline and you write the words and the subheads and you let your graphic artist put them in the right place. I was even thinking about this as far as the business name. Should I call it something that's more generalized or more specific towards copywriting? I didn't even want to use copywriting because I thought, well, first of all, small business people don't understand the word copywriting. And second of all, if I say something that's more broad like marketing response, it allows me to uh, get into the design and the layout. Well, you do want something kind of general. Did you have an idea for your business name? Marketing response was, was one of the names. Why did you just be Charles Shields Writing Services? Just something like that. I'd use your own name. That's what most copywriters do. Use your own name. Some fancy name doesn't mean anything. Because if you start building a reputation, wouldn't you like to build it under your own name? No one can copy your own name either. Like my company is JSM Sales and Marketing Incorporated, which is part selling and part marketing. You could be Charles Shields Advertising. And advertising would cover all the aspects, brochures, placing ads, writing, everything. People understand but advertising is more than uh, copywriting, too. You can operate under two different names depending on what you're doing. You could be Charles Shields Advertising, and you could also have a DBA just for an extra 20 bucks doing business as Charles Shields Writing Specialist or Writing Expert or Wordsmith or Charles Shields Writing. Just simple. Just so it explains exactly what it is. Nothing fancy. You've got to get rid of the fancy stuff and just get right to what it is as clearly and concisely as possible. No one cares what the name of your business is. They want to know what are you going to do for them. Bottom line, what is Charles Shields going to do for me? And that's all they care about. I'm going to bring them increased response. You're going to bring them more money. More money. And what does that more money bring for their business? It brings them more free time for themselves, more time with their kids, less stress, more vacations. Hey, life is good. That's what they want from you. They don't care about more response. The ultimate thing they want is the benefits. What is your skill going to do for them, bottom line? What do you exactly. gonna, If you appeal to those emotions and those needs, because that's really what anyone wants, mm-hmm. yeah, what's in it for me? Yep, exactly. That's all they care. They don't care what you look like. They don't care if you're black, white, Chinese, whatever. They don't care what the company name is. They don't give a shit what your brochure looks like, what your office looks like, what your car looks like. All they want is, what are you going to do for me, buddy? And am I going to have to risk anything if you don't do it? That even helps better. 
Yeah, yeah they, they want the, the payoff uh, benefit. They want to know if they're going to get a lot more value than they pay. Absolutely. And if you show them and educate them a little bit and teach them that if your writing can produce more sales for them just one more time, just once, it can produce more sales for them for the life of their business. Right. And that's why the copywriting business is a high-paying field because you can produce one piece one time for a company and if it's a successful piece they can keep using it for a long period of time that's right and then you can structure the deal because you're the boss this is your company right you can structure it where you get a piece of action on the increased profits that you bring them not just a one time little fee up front you structure it where you get a piece of the increased profit all the way down the road you could do it for one year two years three years five years the life of the business you can offer them the chance to buy your position out and there's contracts that cover that. There's a J. Abraham contract guide I sell. I saw that. I was interested in that. He's got all the contracts that he's uh, used in that. You have that on your site. I have that on my site that have a backbone of those agreements. What's the price on that? I sell it for 300 bucks. but guess what? I don't have any more. It's gone. It's gone. I just sold it to a guy in Mexico, actually, and I had one left. This stuff is hard to find, and I'm, like, running low on a lot of stuff, so i got to get back on the phone and start hunting for more stuff. So I'll come across one eventually. But I've got friends who have one. I'm sure they would be glad to help you out with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe lend, lend you the book. This is the end of part one. Please continue to part two. Here is another bonus resource for you. And it's about a section on my site that has about 15 hours of audio interviews with copywriting experts, including Brian Keith Voiles, including Carl Galletti, including Eugene Schwartz. You will not find this content anywhere. It'll take you to an entire collection of audio recordings, MP3 downloads, and transcripts of some of my best interviews on the subject of copywriting. You'll be able to play them, download them, print the transcripts, and it's a collection you will not find anywhere else. If you want an education on copywriting, you will not find anything better than this.